about video games. Yeah! Hello, everyone, and welcome to what is the first episode of our newly titled podcast, Donkey Kong Artists, what was formerly the Namek vs. Sane podcast. Hello, I am one of your hosts, Patrick Shanley, and joining me, as always, is my best friend, Edmund Arnold. Oh, yeah, you passed that up, didn't you? Yeah, I said it Best friend this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you better recognize. You better recognize. You were so you angry doing, last man? week. I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm angry about everything. I'm yeah. good. I'm doing all right. Have you spent your weekend playing Destiny 2, as I have spent my weekend? Yeah. I feel like... Yeah, that's all I'm doing. Everyone with any video game console has been playing Destiny 2 this weekend. It is a Destiny 2 type of weekend. That's all I've been doing. I have... I, have, I beat it. I ran through the story one time. I have a max level Titan, level 20. I think my light level on that character is 232. So... You are way are ahead of me. Two, 229. No, 329. So we are running through it. We're getting ready for that raid that's going to be released on Wednesday. How many hours are you into it to get to the point that you were at? Probably like 15. 10. 10 or 15. It's pretty decent. I, I mean, to make through the entire story and to get your light level up that high. Yeah, because I'm... I'm I started with a Titan because that's what everyone was telling me to do. I don't like it. Destiny 1, I played through with a Hunter. I don't know why I deviated from that. Yeah, I'm a Hunter so currently, I, so... I like Hunters. They're just... I like the cloak and everything. So I'm actually level 8 on another Hunter. So I've run through two characters so far. You have dual accounts right now. Yeah. For a game that was released on Thursday? Tuesday. Wednesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Wednesday. Wednesday. So it's been less than a week. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this is how, this, but this is how people play Destiny, and I'm starting to learn it. I, I did not go into Destiny one like this. Let me tell you, I only had one character, put all that time in the one character. I think the way I'm playing Destiny right now is the way you should be playing Destiny. Are you liking it? Yeah, I'm liking it a lot. But it's you know, it's Destiny. It's Destiny. So the story's stupid. I think the story's poorly written. I think ghost lines are terrible. So I give the story like a D plus. The music is some of the best music I've heard this year. I, I give agree. the music an A. The gameplay is Destiny, so I give it an A++. The shooting's A++. The level design is an A++. But man, this story's, ter- this story's terrible. But let's be fair. This game, no one's buying this game for the story. And that's true, right. So it's No just, one is. I feel like Luke Smith tried to, to bump it up a little bit, and of course he does because he has to sell units. But let's be honest. I mean, the story is not why we're here, and it shows in the story itself. Yeah, it's just, it's so poorly written, and the voice acting is done so well. Lance Reddick. Nathan Fillion. Does a great job. Nathan Fillion does a great job of K6. I love Lance Reddick as, uh, what's his name? Alistair, I don't know. I'm the just blue guy. Out there. The blue, the the blue sexy royal sounding guy. The titan guy. Uh, I can't think of his name. But anyway, it's the voice acting is there. It's done very well. The character animations are done very well. The game is absolutely one of the most beautiful games I've ever played in my lifetime. But it's just the story sucks. But I'm not. But I get you're right. You're not playing for the story. So I was. They let, nailed it. Yeah, they nailed I think it. they nailed the gameplay. Uh, I think they nailed what it means to be Destiny. It feels even more Destiny E than the first one does, which I guess makes sense for a sequel. Um, for me, here's my gripe. My number one gripe. And I don't know how to work around this. I already played the demo when the demo came out. And I was annoyed with the demo, or the beta, I guess is what we're calling them now. Um, 
And in the beta, I was annoyed that I had to play through the intro mission, which I'd also played at E3. So I've now had to play through that intro mission three separate times. I wish there was a way that my gamer tag would have been tagged so I didn't have to play that stupid opening mission again. Yeah, but you didn't have to play the demo, so your complaint is whatever. I cared nothing about your complaint. I Neither disagree. Everyone went into it playing the demo. Nonsense. And only if, your diehards are going to play the demo. That's what I'm saying. So, like, why are you making me redo it? You obviously knew I had the beta. My gamer tag was on your beta list. Why did you not? Yeah, but it, give it's me been an like option. that since the first one. So, and that's such a minor complaint because all games are like that. Anytime you're going to play a demo, you're going to have to replay that mission again. It's it's just it's just part of gaming now. Yeah. Well, I'm calling for that to end. It should not be a part of gaming. <laughs> I. You know how you end it? You stop playing demos. All right. I, I smashed playing. my Xbox. Was that a good choice to make? Yeah, that was a good choice to make. Perfect. Anytime you smash an Xbox, it's a good choice to make. Whoa, Xbox hate. But here's here's a better gripe. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit perturbed by how fast everyone was able to hit max light level and max level. It seems this game came out on Wednesday, and I'm already seeing people with light levels of 280 with you know level 20, and that's. That's, I don't know how much grinding they're doing, but that seems kind of quick. Is that surprising to you at all? Let's be real. I mean, like, people are sinking their entire lives into these games as soon as they come out. Uh, it's just, you I think you would think that they would make it, and I don't know if these people have, I haven't, I think I've seen a couple people have collected all the exotics and things like that, so I think people have already beat Destiny, but you would think that they would have made it more... It's already so grindy, but you think it would have been more of a challenge to reach that max level. How do you do that in a game like this with such heavy, like like you said, grindy RPG-type elements to the game? How do you stop people from getting that fast without it just feeling like a sluggish grind? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not a game developer, so I, wouldn't, I really wouldn't know. I think... I don't know. It's just... It seems like people have just already already gotten there and i just think that it most mmos that you see on release on pc it, it takes people months and months before they can get you know everything so i you think they would they had enough time to capitalize on that add more secrets and you i don't know it still came out so i don't know yet there could be more things hidden here and there i'm sure there are yet right so, but what's surprising but, to me is that i don't know it, I can't really fault the game designer for that because people have so much free time. It, like, true. Yeah, true. I get it. Like, you want a bigger, deeper game, but at the same time, I mean, no matter how big and deep you make it, there's going to be somebody somewhere who's not sleeping, drinking mountains of Red Bull to grind through this game within right. the, in the first week. Right, still the base copy. This is still the vanilla copy. So there's still DLC to be added. There's still expansion packs to be added. So I, I think I'm just looking for Grice because it's otherwise it's such a good game besides the abysmal story. But it's, you know, it's Destiny being Destiny. It's, it feels good. It plays well. It sounds amazing. The type of variety between the weapons and the armor classes, the type of armor, you know, you pick up, it's, it's, it's out there. It's good. It's a good game. I'm enjoying it. It's just something about it just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel complete yet. Well, it might not be. I mean, obviously, we're going to roll out more stuff as we go along. Uh, they were still right. releasing stuff for the original Destiny last year, maybe even early yeah, this year with things. Um, but where do you think, now that we've had two, and I know it's early, and we just said that it's not quite, doesn't feel quite full yet, but where would you rank Destiny on your list of shooters over the years? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know, because I don't like shooters, so I'm a hard person to ask about that. 
because I'm the type of person that's like all shooters are garbage except for because they're all the same to me so the only shooter that really was really different to me was Modern Warfare 2 because that felt like that story was so different when it came out and I'm, I know I sound like such a fanboy but I've never really liked any other Call of Duties except for that one but Destiny for shooters would be my favorite so Destiny 2 really? would probably be up there with my yeah I'm, besides Halo when I was a kid sure um, which you- should probably so okay Modern Warfare the original Halo then I'd probably put Destiny there because Destiny would be, as an adult, that would be my shooter to go to. Do you think it's mostly because it's not quite like a... It's not a standard shooter. It's barely... I mean, it is a shooter, but it's not... It's kind of hybrid, you know? It's not yeah, a pure shooter. Yeah, it's kind of a... It's an MMO. It's really an MMO when you think about it. Right. Um, and I, I, it's just something about... It, Destiny just feels good to me. There's something about the auto rifles. There's something about those submachine rifles that just feels really good shooting. I don't... I, I'm a little iffy about the way to change the ammo system. I don't know how I feel about the sniper being a power weapon. I like having a sniper as a secondary weapon. Um, yeah. So that's a little different, but it just I don't know. It's just the mechanics around it, the way it feels, the weapons. It's still a sci-fi. I don't like realistic shooters, so along those words. But I'm not the right. You'd have to ask someone else who play, who puts hours in the shooters. I'm more of an action third person type person sure and that's fine so, but i think it's it, it stands to reason you're still going to be playing this game you've still sunk hours into it so even if it's not your bread and butter type of game that's not that's not how you sell units shooters you know? i put most most of my time into destiny so i think it kind of lends itself to that type of gameplay being an mmo i mean obviously you're going to sink tons and tons of hours into it it's sort yeah. of it's it's great from a marketing standpoint because i feel like it appeals to so many different types of gamers it does, and I think that's you nailed it. It appeals to so many types of people because I was playing this weekend with just people I wouldn't ever play with, and just you know, I have one friend who connects with a lot of people because he's really good at Destiny. So it's just, and it's just all types of people were in that chat. You know, you had married guys, you had guys with kids. Right. I had it played with a um, female over the weekend, so you know, you just have people all over just playing this game. So I talked to a couple people, not just in the game you know we've had luke smith on uh, a couple podcasts ago uh i was lucky enough to talk to a couple of the game developers at e3 uh but i also spoke to the director of the live action commercial that's going on right now it's it's still airing his name is jordan vote roberts he did uh kong skull island so i interviewed him a couple weeks ago and he was telling me that this game uh more than any other game he's you know he's 32 33 and he's a hollywood director and doesn't have a whole bunch of free time but he was saying that his friends were just obsessed with this game and would text him about it all the time. And friends from varying different types and walks of life. Friends from high school and friends that were much older who were, you know, in the Hollywood system. Uh, so I do really think it has a big, big broad breach with this game. It's an easy, you know, you're just picking up a controller and you're shooting shit, really. You know, it's not like... <laughs> but it comes down to it. It's And, you know, the mechanics behind the game like the loot system is kind of easy to grasp i know a lot of people that don't play a lot of video games that just play a couple video games that really can grasp everything around destiny and the thing about destiny is it doesn't throw its lore in your face so like a lot of these mass effect type games and a lot of these you know these bioware games where the world is deep they throw a lot of that stuff in your face in the beginning which throws a lot of people off but games like Destiny, they don't throw any of this in your face. You don't. You're just shooting things. You don't even know what you're shooting. So now I'm like, now that Destiny Two is finally out, I'm 
finally starting to learn the lore about the, these ga- these games and like the different alien creatures and things like that. It's really interesting. But like again, it doesn't. It, I would have never had to been exposed to that unless I would you'd go to these grimoires online and read about it. Right. Well, so that- I think it has that and it's. Um, favor absolutely and that so that raises another question that i have for you then because we talked about it as a shooter and where it ranks for you uh, in terms of shooters but then where would it rank for you in terms of mmos or rpgs it's not up there i, I mean in so terms of shooters it's good in terms of that's a good question well, here's my here's my issue with it um and it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier the story's not great and it's there's depth to it, but it doesn't have anywhere near the depth to the world as like what I consider the great MMOs or great RPGs, in my opinion. Yeah. Look, I, I think that's if, look, it's different because it's a console MMO, right? Sure. So, and I think for what it does to the console MMO and for its being the first of its kind, I think it kind of captures everything that it's supposed to capture. Look, you couldn't have a game like this and i know i sound like i'm a double-edged sword but you couldn't have a game like this be too deep and you couldn't have it be so accessible to so many types of people if it was deep in this like you have to grab this in this world in order to complete this type of sword to complete this type of mission you know what i'm saying yeah for sure which most mmos tend to skate towards so in the terms of what it does at the console MMO, I think it's the best. In terms of if you're comparing it to like your WoWs and you're comparing it to your Star Wars Old Republics, and you're even comparing it to your DCs, I, I don't think it can match up. But I don't think it's trying to do what they're trying to do, if I'm making if I'm making any sense right now. I think you are. And I, I, I think you're right, more so. Um, it's not it's not trying to be World of Warcraft. It's not trying to be the Final Fantasy fourteen. It's trying to be Destiny. It. It's that weird place that you're in when you do something that nobody... I'm not going to say nobody else, because I'm sure there are other games that are at least kind of similar to Destiny. But it's really... The first one was more groundbreaking in the sense that like we hadn't really seen like a big MMO shooter before. And when, when you kind of make your own genre, you kind of get judged against nothing. Because the, what, do you, what do you judge it against? Right, right. Right. I mean, you had The Division came out. The Division, I thought, was a decent game. Uh, I, again, it's a console MMO, so it wasn't as deep and rich as I would have liked it to been, but it was uh, it was okay. I'd give it a 6 out of 10. Then you had, like, your Elder Scrolls came out for the consoles. That seemed like it was a terrible release when I picked it up. There was nothing, but then after all the updates, it seemed like it got relatively decent. So I, th- I think Destiny kind of paved the way for console MMOs, but I still haven't seen anyone do it as well as Destiny. And it's reflected so. in the numbers. I mean, currently it has 1.2 million concurrent players are happening right now uh, for a game that's been out for less than a week. And that's crazy. And then, you know, you look at it, and it's one of those games where it was announced, or not announced, it was released on Tuesday, and they already announced DLC to be released on in December. So, and it's like, this DLC seems like it's completed. Um, it's called The Curse of Osiris. Destiny 2, Bungie has already confirmed that it is real. It was leaked by, I believe it was Target. Was it Target? Because Target seems to be the one that's all behind all of this. It was, but it just makes me laugh, because whenever I hear Target leaking something, it just makes me giggle. It's always Target. 
but um, it's the first DLC. It takes players to Mercury. Um, it's called the Curse of Osiris. I already said that, and it looks like it's going to just add a lot of like single player. Might add some more strikes, some more adventures. Yeah, Mercury is really nice this time of year. It's a good time to go to Mercury. Yeah, you're going to journey through time and space to learn the secrets of Osiris, avert a dark future, and rebuild the ties between the legendary warlock and his greatest student, Ikora Ray. It sounds like this is going to be some time-traveling stuff, so that's kind of cool. Shoot some dinosaurs on Mercury. No, Patrick. He doesn't do stuff like that, all right? This isn't DC. I'm going to write them a letter. They better put dinosaurs in there. <laughs> they better have some type of sci-fi dinosaur somewhere oh, or you're not playing anymore well they're, so. they're going fast i mean like this is like activision and blizzard are about as oh sorry activision and bungie uh actually blizzard's involved though too with the servers so i mean you have three of the biggest if not the biggest video game companies in the world are doing this so they can crank some stuff out you know and this yeah this was yeah. not a half-baked release they were ready to go and it makes me think if they kind of knew that people were going to hit that light level, that max light level really quickly. So oh, they yeah, probably just have this already out. So that's kind of crazy to me, but whatever. It's, yeah. it's, it's, with, it, as long as they keep putting out updates like this, if they do it every like three to six months, I would, I'm all aboard because yeah. I paid $100 for it. So for sure. let's go. And I'm happy let's with it go. so far. Uh, I've enjoyed the game. Uh, before we wrap up Destiny 2 Talk, I do want to give a big thank you to Activision. If you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, I was uh, lucky enough they gave me the Collector's Addiction for the uh, Xbox One. Uh, there, we have an unboxing video, which is the thing, apparently. Uh, but there's a lot of really cool stuff in there. You know, I got a bag. I got some weird little trinkets. It's a whole bunch of stuff that I don't understand, but it was really nice and really well made. So thank you very much. Yeah, they should give you a PlayStation 4. I don't know why you keep getting Xboxes. Uh, the, the box that this came in was so huge that I genuinely thought they sent me a system, and I was like, I don't think I can take that ethically. Well, you should have taken it ethically. Well, obviously I would. I'm not yeah. ethical at all. And congratulations, Destiny 2, for a relatively successful launch. I haven't heard of any, like, problems with the servers. I think there was some issues with, like, the consumables, the shaders being consumable. You can buy them. If you want to read about that controversy, it's all over the interwebs. We don't have to get into it. Yeah, sure. There were sporadic glitches and stuff that people reported. But come on. I mean, it's, like we said, 1.2 million concurrent players right off the bat. Uh, There's going to be some type of server issues. Like, be realistic here. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think there are too many server issues. I think the main issue was with people were with these shaders and how they're consumables now, and people were really upset about that. So, um, <laughs> you can't do anything without getting somebody upset. It seems like I was upset about the shaders. I can't lie, but other than that, I mean, there's nothing really. Did you smash an Xbox? It helps you feel good. No, but I went and punched a child in the face because there was this a children's birthday party across the street from my house, so I just went outside and just punched one of them in the face and came back and played, so I was fine. Did you grab some cake, at least, while you were over there? No, I don't steal from children. I just abuse them. <laughs> I just like to punch them in the face. <laughs> I just punch them. Fair enough. Makes sense. I, I just fight them. I'm small enough to be a child, so I can't fight adults because adults feel bad after they whoop my ass. So That's I true. Children. I mean, you have a grown... So. You have a beard, which makes it a little bit... You're sort of I like... Sh- I shave before I do it. <laughs> just go over and punch children yeah. in the face. You can't punch children with a beard. It makes you look bad. But Man. without a beard, if you're like under 5'6 and you punch a kid, you're fine. You know what? That's a perfect segue into our next little bit here because... What show has a Get out of here! Than- God, every freaking website has these stupid videos that play immediately as soon as you open them. What world yeah. are we living in? Can I take a sidebar right now? Stop doing this. Every single website in the world. First off... No, no, so I don't like... What? Oh, keep on. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. No, do it. You know what else I don't like? The new thing they do while you're listening to or while you're watching a video, 
the ad pops in, in the middle of the video. Ugh. I hate that. You can see it coming up with those stupid little yellow bars that they put on YouTube, and you know what's yeah. coming. He's like, why are you doing that to me? Like, get out of here. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody does. Uh-uh. Anyway, before I got so rudely upset by uprocks.com, L.A. Noir is coming back. And my segue would have been, perfectly, that you like to punch people in the face. And guess what you can do in that game? Punch a whole bunch of people in the face while you're investigating uh, that, crimes in old school Los Angeles. I thought the segue was going to be about little men because I'm pretty sure that like, I'm pretty sure Cole Phelps is under five foot five in that game. He's well, I was going to be guy. nice about it, but... He's such a little guy. I love that game. Yeah, <laughs> L.A. Noir is coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and... Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch is such a bizarre system to play a Rockstar game on to me. I'm so excited for this, and I, I really hope that it opens the door for more 30 third-party support on the Nintendo Switch. Because if we get more third-party on the Nintendo Switch, I I mean, it's over. It's over, because it's the best system to play. You think? Really? That's a bold take. Because it, it, I can pick it up and take it anywhere. And there's so many games that I would rather play on my Nintendo Switch than rather than my PS4. Hmm. That I just want to pick it up and take it somewhere. But Xbox There's so many right games. Out. What's up? <laughs> no Xbox love there at all. I mean, what Xbox exclusives do you want to play on your Nintendo Switch, really? Well, there's... And also... Oh, and don't forget about... Anyway, L.A. Noir is coming back after six years. I can't believe it's only been six years. I feel like L.A. Noir came out over a decade ago. L.A. Noir came out when I had a girlfriend, so probably like 12 years ago. Or six years ago, sorry. Sorry, yeah. It that feels makes, like That makes 12. about sense. It, that makes sense. Why is this game coming back out? It wasn't a bad game by any stretch of the imagination, but it didn't exactly set the world on fire. What did you just say? You heard me. I think what LA, did you just say? L.A. Noir was touted as the next big thing, and it was not. Whoa. Yeah. Those facial animations in L.A. Noir was above par. It did something that no one's ever done before with like the inter- the interviewing and the like interrogation type techniques. Sure. The the game itself was unlike anything you've ever played before and it was a rock star. It was like a bully. It was like a bully. It was a one of Rockstar's I would consider the S side project right. that turned out to be very successful. And for you to shit on it like that makes me very offended. I'm not very upset. I'm not bashing this game. I'm saying that it is nowhere near the heights of what Grand Theft Auto was and when it was announced. Oh, of course not. No. It's never going to be. Well, you're misremembering then because when this game was going to come out, when it was first touted, it was supposed to be what Grand Theft Auto was. The difference with Bully is is that everyone knew Bully was a side project and it exceeded our expectations. L.A. Noir had enormous expectations and did not meet them. did not meet it. I believe it did meet them. I think it did everything that it was supposed to do. It just not. It didn't sell like it was supposed to sell because people don't respect good, thought out, slow paced stories. Unless, to be honest, L.A. Noire was a slow paced story. It was. It wasn't one of those games where you could go out and kill everybody around you. It was one of those games where you had to take your time. You had to study your surroundings. And I, I mean, the the story was bar none. It was one of the greatest, best rock star stories put together. Sure. And it felt Probably like a noir. It's Grand Theft Autos. It, it felt like a noir. Yeah. It was excellent, excellent across the board. If I can take us back, sort of like a Destiny Two type of time travel, uh, to the faraway land of 2011. Right around that time, there was another game that came out for the PS3 at that point, I guess, um, and that was Heavy Rain. Do you remember Heavy Rain? I yeah, I very much loved Heavy Rain. Yeah, and Heavy Rain kind of they kind of came out concurrently, and Heavy Rain sort of 
was I, th- I want to say that's true. Heavy Rain came out in 2010, 2011. Um, and it sort of pushed boundaries in the same way with this weird like storytelling at the forefront and different types of gameplay uh, in the same way that Ella Noir does. And I just felt, for me personally, that Heavy Rain did a little bit more innovation with the exception of what Ella Noir did with facial mapping. Uh, I thought that Heavy Rain did a little bit more of pushing the envelope than Ella Noir did. I mean, Heavy Rain was just a QTE game. Really, it was. it was. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sitting. I'm not going to sit here and like bash on Heavy Rain because I was one of the few people that like defended Heavy Rain when it came out. Excellent game, excellent, excellent game. And if you have an opportunity to go play Heavy Rain, I'd highly recommend you go play Heavy Rain because I think it's one of the better stories ever told in video games. But anyway, I, I it's Heavy Rain was just like a cutscene where you could push buttons over. In it's my like opinion, and Time he, Crisis without the little foot pedal. Yeah, and basically, yeah, and I think the Heavy Rain was more of like Indigo Prophecy, if anyone played Indigo Prophecy. It was more aligned to the same thing. Uh, QTE events, um, kind of an adventure-style setup where you have to like go around and hit things. It's like kind of a Telltale type game, I guess. Sure. But even, I, I don't know, it wasn't as... And even with Heavy Rain, Heavy Rain was sold, since we're talking about games that sold us on promises that didn't deliver, Heavy Rain was sold on, like, all your choices matter, your choices matter, when essentially every choice you made came down to the same thing. The only thing that was, like, big about Heavy Rain is, like, any of your characters could die at any given moment. Right. But even with that, it wasn't as, like, groundbreaking as everyone thought it was going to be. No, but it's... So... Yeah, all right, fair enough. Is anything ever as groundbreaking as we ever think it's going to be? Uh, Horizon, Breath, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone thought Breath of the Wild was going to be groundbreaking. Well, okay, maybe that's the wrong choice, but it was. I mean, it lived up to the hype, I guess. Yeah. As did well, Horizon. It beat the hype. Yeah. Beat the hype down. Murder the hype. <laughs> Took and just shoved its face in the dirt. Seriously, locked it up in a closet and didn't let it out for twenty years. Do you think there's still a audience for La Noire? Yeah, of course. I think so. I think so. More so than a heavy rain. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I'm going to drive that heavy rain comparison down forever. Uh, well, forever. look, Ellie Noir was not it was not a flop at all, but it also wasn't an enormous blockbuster. It just okay, so this this opened the door for more marginally successful games. Well, actually, I guess it's already open, right? Final Fantasy 12 wasn't a blockbuster either, and now it's burning up the charts with the Zodiac Age. It's yeah. still it's still charting. It's still charting in the top 5. Yeah, and I think we need to I think we need to take these little games that are gems and really honor them. And I think LA Noir was that game that was a gem. I think it was one of those things where the story did something that's never been done before. I think those interrogation, those facial animations were bar none. I think it set the pace for I think for all the, the Grand Theft Autos to be released after it. So um so you know I think it's a strong game I'm glad to see it re-release I think everyone should play it just to get a touch of it and I think they're adding some things to it that are going to make it feel like not a brand new game but you know feel a little newer Yeah Well I don't know I'm excited to see what they do with it I'm always excited by it. I feel like maybe I'm in the minority here cuz I don't I don't care honestly if people want to re-release games go for it you know I don't have to buy it if I don't want to buy it um, but if it's a game that I was a fan of, I'm excited to see like what new stuff they put in there. I don't know if I'm going to buy it on launch day, but I'll definitely check out what they added, and if it's intriguing to me, then I'll pick the game up. Yeah, and for me, it's one of my favorite games to ever be released, so I think that's why I am all about it. 
So yeah, well, you're and a fanboy, so and I lie. It sounds like the improvements are including enhanced lighting and clouds, new cinematic camera, clouds, new clouds, high resolution textures, and more. So it just sounds like they just updated the graphics so that they added more gameplay. Well, and, um, we don't know that yet, particularly if it gets closer to when they're going to release it. I'm sure they must have. Added, it's not just going to be a polish like a new coat of paint on a game from six years ago. Yeah, true, true. But whatever, it's a great game. One of my favorite games ever. I love Rockstar. I love detective stories. I love cop dramas. If you're into any of that, who done it, who did it. If you like any strong stories of video games, go pick it up. It is a great game. I'll give it that. It's a good game. It's a great game. Sure, it was not. You know, it didn't sell as well as the Grand Theft Autos, but I think like it's bullies, like it's manhunts. I think it should be highly regarded. I so, do love bully. That's my takeaway from this entire conversation. That's one of my favorite I guess. Characters. Bully was great. Bully was great, too. I can't say anything negative about Bully. Goddamn right. Rockstar barely messes up. So, But yep. anyway, L.A. Noir, November 14th. So, Look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, this week we have a little bit of a different interview. We've done this before, but I don't speak Japanese, as I've mentioned before, so it's hard with developers of Japanese games to have an audio conversation, an audio interview with them. But we do have an exclusive interview with uh, Tomoko Hiroki. I apologize if I mispronounced that, but he is a producer for the upcoming Dragon Ball Fighter Z game from Bandai Namco. Uh, and he answered a lot of really cool questions about what to expect from the game, a game that I am personally very excited about as a Dragon Ball Z fan and as a fan of fighters and Dragon Ball Z games. I like a lot of Dragon Ball Z games. I know they're not perfect, but I like them. Name three Dragon Ball Z games that you liked. Mm, Budokai. Uh, crap. Uh, they Okay, it's if, hard to name them. If you would have said Budokai three times, you would have passed that test. I could have, because those are the best ones, for sure. There are also really, really old ones for, like, the PS2. Do you remember those? With, like, just super weird graphics in them? I think they like yeah. they were only made in Japan, and you could get them at, like, weird little uh, game stores. There were there were a lot of good ones. Um, my favorite was Budokai 2, I believe. I also liked... What was the... There was one where you played it on... I think it was on the Virtual Boy. Um... Yeah, it was on the Virtual Boy, and I there was a game store in Reno, Nevada, where my dad used to take me to, and I, they used to pay like money, and you used to go in this back room, and they had all this sounds so shady, but they had all these like <laughs> games where you could play like twenty dollars an hour, and you could play whatever game you want, and I would only play this like Dragon Ball Z game for the Virtual, the Virtual Boy. If anyone knows what that game was, it's called Dragon Ball Advanced Adventure for the Visual Boy Advance. Yes, it's pretty sweet actually. Yes, that is it. Yeah. No, that's not it. Oh, it's not? It's this not is like a... Oh, wait, no, no, no. I remember which one you're talking about. Oh, my God. Wait, it was open you... world. Yes. It was like an open world game. And you could you go along just... Snake Way in it? I think, yeah. I think so. Definitely. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that game. Holy crap. I forgot all about that. Yeah, and it was... It wasn't... Was it Earth? It wasn't Earth Special Forces. I can't remember... Hold I can't on, remember what it was, but uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of Dragon Ball Z games. Man. For sure. I mean, it's it's one of the most well-known IPs. Probably the most well-known anime worldwide, I would say. it's If if it's not, it's definitely top five. Uh, oh, yeah. We're what's, what's more than it, though? What's known more than Dragon Ball Z? I don't know. I, God, that's a good question. 
I don't know because of my age if I'm jilted for it. I don't think so. I think even... Even age-wise, I would say Dragon Ball... Pokemon. Pokemon oh, probably... But Pokemon was a game first, one. wasn't it? Excuse me? Pokemon was a game first and then an anime. Correct? I don't know. That's a good question. What is the origin of Pokemon? I don't know. I'm sure somebody does. Yeah, Let me knows. tell you what the origin of Pokemon is. You dummies! <laughs> Uh, we're getting off topic. Anyway, so, Tomoko Hiroki, uh, Tomoko Hiroki answered a whole bunch of, uh, awesome questions about the game. Uh, one thing that I was really interested in, because I'm watching the series right now, is whether Dragon Ball Super characters are gonna be involved in Dragon Ball Z. The Dragon Ball universe is full of great characters, and we are making sure to select a broad roster of characters to present different fighting moves. We will have more information about the appearing characters in the near future, so stay tuned. That to me sounds like a maybe, but I'm reading it more as a no because I feel like they. Ah. We don't. We don't need them. We don't need Beerus. I don't think so either. As yeah, also, you can't have Beerus them. in that game. He's too overpowered. Well, yeah, and again, do we really need them? Because, like he like he says, we have so many. There's such a broad roster of characters already. Right. And so far, we have confirmed Android 16, Android 18, Cell, Frieza, Gohan, Goku, Goku, Super Saiyan Blue, Krillin, Majin Blue, Piccolo, Trunks, Vegeta, and Vegeta, Super Saiyan Blue. So, have not announced any of the original Super Saiyan, um, like Raditz or any of those characters. Yeah. Haven't announced any Frieza, none of the, what is it? What are that group? What's going on with me right now? The think of Ginyu name. Force? Ginyu Force, no Ginyu Force characters. So none of that's been announced. No, of only Majin Buu. So we still have a lot of characters. I think Trunks was no. Gunt- I was thinking Gutunks was announced, but he wasn't. So I don't. Yeah, I don't think we need him. I really don't. There are so many Dragon Ball characters. I mean, it's just it's like the Transformers. There's just there's almost endless amounts of characters. It just goes and goes and goes. If you start getting into like minor characters, it's insane how many there are. Yeah, like would you would you even need like a Yamcha Tien? Yeah, I mean, even them, they're big characters. Like, do we need a Dodoria or a Zarbon? (laughs) Yes. I think we need a Zarbon. I would love to have a Zarbon, just because it can transform. Oh, yeah. I I think we definitely... That Lizard transformation was amazing. I think we definitely need a Zarbon. Oh, maybe greatest kill in all of Dragon Ball Z, when Zarbon gets blown up by Vegeta. Yeah, that is pretty good. That is pretty good. What I like about what I've seen from Dragon Ball Fighter Z is that they're doing this cool thing that kind of what Street Fighter V did, where it's like a 2D, 3D animation, so it looks just like super slick and cool. It's amazing. Uh, This game really looks like Dragon Ball the cartoon, too. It does. It does. Uh, He, Hiroki, talked a little bit about that. They use uh, Arc System Works ability to create a 2D-like 3D visual in the Dragon Ball IP. On top of that, the advancement of the game engine specs give us the opportunity to make this happen. As an example, with the current technology, it is possible for us to render the character's outline more precisely and with higher resolution, which is very important when you're trying to reproduce an anime-style visual in a game. Uh, He goes on to say... We are trying to reproduce scenes and the style of the anime in every motion attack of the characters, from the flashy finishers to the smallest jabs. We hope this high-end animation visual feature will make the players feel that they're actually playing the anime with their own hands. From what I've seen, and it hasn't been a whole bunch, I think they've kind of captured that. It just looks like I'm playing it. A lot like um, like Stick of Truth or um, the upcoming Fractured Butthole with South Park. You feel like you're playing an episode of South Park? This game makes mm-hmm. it feel like you're playing an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Um, Guilty Gear XRD is what they also use for the Arc System. Arc, Arc System works. Uh, what, oh my god, I can't have. Well, you know, they use it to build Arc System works, and Guilty Gear XRD looked beautiful. So if, if they're designing Dragon Ball Z with Guilty Gear XRD in mind, 
then that game is going to be absolutely gorgeous. Sure. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, they really, I mean, tried their best to stick to, to the anime. I mean, he went on and on about it. As we develop Dragon Ball Fighter Z, this is uh, Hiroki talking again, we have been restricted in certain areas as we need to follow design guides to ensure characters and backgrounds reflect the original anime content. However, we took the challenge and aimed to create a game that can recreate moments in the anime like never before. And, so far, I feel that we've done a really good job. For example, Frieza's ultimate skill, Death Saucer... <laughs> In the original anime, after attacking Goku with his ultimate skill, the saucer bounced back and cut Frieza in two. We all remember this. And inspired by this scene, we took this key psychology and actually made the saucer bounces back in the game after you unleashed the skill. That's pretty cool. That's gross, yeah. That's yeah. disgusting. That's so dope. It's rad. I, I That's, just, good. It's That's cool. gross in a good way. Oh, yeah. There's so many people are going to use that move over and over again. That I'm literally just, <laughs> I'm just spamming Frieza attacks for the rest of the Yeah, game. oh my gosh. The game's going to focus mostly on the battles, he says, uh, but there will be a little bit of solo play. Uh, what I liked about Budokai when we talked about that earlier is you kind of play through the sagas in uh, Dragon Ball, which is fun, even though I've, I've watched Dragon Ball Z so many times. Like, it's just in my head. If I want to watch it, I don't even have to put the DVD in. Like, that's how many times I've seen it. That's impressive. I'm pretty awesome, and I am impressive. Um, but what's cool is that, look, a lot like Destiny, I don't need it, you know? I don't need to play through the same saga over and over and over again. So it seems like they really pumped up the, uh, the battles. And yeah. they, they talked about that, you know, because, look, we've said this before, it's kind of the year of the fighter. There's been a lot of fighters this year. And esports is starting to get into it. And he talked about that. Uh, I asked him point blank, like, is esports in mind when you're making a game that's a fighter like this? And Hiroki said, that is exactly what we have in mind from the very beginning of Dragon Ball Fighter Z's development. I think it is rare to have a game of an existing anime, particularly in the fighting genre, to be widely considered as competitive. Therefore, we hope that this game can become a gateway for anime fans to get into the competitive fighting game world and at the same time become a new challenge for fighting game fans to take up as well. So it seems like they are very much aware of that. I bet you that Street Fighter V had a, had a bit of an influence, just the, the wide reach of that game and its success and what they saw it do as esports. I think a lot of any of these competitive games now, I think they're going to start thinking about esports when they're making the game. Which is sad, but I get it. I don't love it because I'm not into esports, but you know, it's the way the it's the way it's going. I wonder what this does for like Budokai fans who have been waiting for another Budokai for so long. With them modeling, basically, this game looks like a Dragon Ball Z Street Fighter. Yeah, that's so exactly what it looks like. It you know they're going from like a. Dragon Ball Z Tekken to a Dragon Ball Z Street Fighter. I know I'm going to get bashed for that. No, I actually think that's almost the greatest thing so, I've ever heard. Because you're going from a 3D uh, environment to a kind of 2D scrolling environment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm interested to see if that's going to be embraced or if people are just going to be rage, raging about that. Uh, maybe it just depends where you fall on that. Here, I'm weird with this. I love Tekken a lot. I really do. Like, I think it's because it was the first fighting game I really played. At the mm -hmm. same time, I think Street Fighter's better than Tekken is. I don't like it as much as Tekken, but I think it's technically a better game. As I have a no series, in this fight. As a series. Yeah, I don't I no either. I'm not a big fighting game guy, but I mean, Street Fighter's kind of like the gold standard, is it not? I think so. I think Street Fighter is the gold standard besides Mortal Kombat. So, but even I think Street Fighter is more... I don't know, dude. I don't know these fighting games. I'm talking on my ass right now. But I think it's more... It's highly regarded in the fighting community because it's easier to balance 
but I'm speaking out my ass, so feel free to attack me all you want. It's pretty impressive, though, that you can speak out of your ass. I can. I, can, I, do, it multi, I do it all the time. It's so. legible. I'm just saying, like, you have a very good speaking voice when it comes out of your butt. I, my butt speaks more languages than I do, so... Well, it's, it's a world awesome traveler. It's, <laughs> it's a renaissance butt. Mm-hmm. Gets around. Mm-hmm. My butt gets around. <laughs> Uh, that means a lot of things. So yeah, it's, it's, I'll, be, I'll be really interested to see if 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 Budokai fans, if the what is the Dragon Ball Z alternate universe game that comes that just came out, that just came. It's just the brand new game. It's like the brand new game. It's an alternate universe. Yeah, you're like fighting through a brand, uh, alternate universe, Xenoverse, Dragon Ball Z Xenoverse. Oh, okay. So I'd be interested to see if any like those fans are. Excited to see a Dragon Ball Z Street Fighter game. So that's, it'd be interesting. We'll see. If the game is good, it'll sell. That's where I always fall on all this stuff. That's true. Make good games, that's true. make good make movies. Make good games, they will sell well. Look at Destiny 2. So. <laughs> You're welcome, all developers in Hollywood and the game industry. Yeah, we have the golden ticket to make you rich. <laughs> Look, oh, wow. Wow, well, these guys are intelligent as hell. I was going to make a crappy game on purpose. So, so I guess, Pat, what I'm curious about is with so many fighting games that came out in the last couple of years with Injustice 2, ARMS, your Mortal Kombat's, your 8 Street Fighters, your 5,000 Guilty Gears, what did Mr. Hiroki have to say the difference between Dragon Ball Z Fighter and all these other millions of fighting games that are coming out? Good question, Eddie. I think one of the biggest points that can be taken from this game, uh, that, sorry, this is not me speaking, this is Hiroki speaking. I think that one of the biggest points that have been taken from this game is that this is still a Dragon Ball game. In the case of other original games, during the development stages, you can decide which character does what and so on. But that is not the case when you're trying to reproduce Dragon Ball from the original animation. So it's still a Dragon Ball Zen. Which is good, because there's been so many Dragon Ball games, I think we need another one. The world is aching for one. There's only been one this year. I know. It's kind of crazy how relevant Dragon Ball continues to be. It is... Okay, so Dragon Ball, the original one, is over 30 years old. It came out in the 80s. I know, it's insane. And I don't think there's any other animes that are that old that are doing stuff like that. I mean, Gundam had an opportunity to do stuff like that, but it didn't. Sailor Moon has opportunities to do stuff like that, but it doesn't. Um, Help me out here. What else? I can't even think of one. I mean, we mentioned Pokemon earlier, but Pokemon started in 1996. By 1996, Dragon Ball Z was already going. I know, and I'm trying to think of other popular animes that could have re- reached out to kids that could be this popular. I mean, you have uh, the Brothers Alchemy is a little bit older. There's Naruto, uh, which also was like 97, yeah. 98. Naruto's a little younger sucks. than us, though. Yeah. I mean, what about, um, that, what is that big anime that was huge when we were we were a little bit older for it? The, the kid that could, like, change the elements. I used to love it. Oh, I mean, Avatar, but Avatar's Avatar. American. Avatar. Avatar could have done something, you know, big, reaching. Sure, but it's not so quite it's, it's an anime because it's an American show. But still, yeah, I know what you're saying. Oh, is it really? I it is. But what's funny about Avatar right. is is that Avatar came out in 2000, 1999, somewhere around that area, and it still isn't anywhere near what Dragon Ball Z is. Nothing is Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball I Z. I thought Avatar was from like the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> so I am off. So I am sorry with that assessment. I thought that game was okay, or that mo- show was from like the seventies. Yeah, well, it's mind. possible it got into a Destiny two type of time travel situation and went back to the seventies. Yeah, but you're right, Naruto. Naruto's another one. Sure, but I mean, again, nothing is Dragon Ball. 
Nothing's yeah, Dragon. The only thing that's close to Dragon Ball, and it's, it's sorry, it's not close. It is Dragon Ball. Is Pokemon. Those are the two. Pokemon, yeah, right. Dragon Ball. It's surprising that well, I guess Transformers, but Mobile Gundam could have done something huge. Yeah, I think. I think I think it's Transformers. Though. It's too close to Transformers. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting, man. It's very interesting to see Dragon Ball Z just stay relevant for this long, and I'm, I'm happy to see it. Me really too, because it's something, you know, my whole childhood was predicated around Dragon Ball Z. Absolutely. Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon, to be honest with you, so. Good times. Yeah. Drinking some Kool-Aid, catching some Pokemon, and punching kids in the face, yelling. I couldn't, I couldn't drink Kool-Aid in my house. My mom didn't, was not about that life. Actually, I couldn't drink Kool-Aid carpet. in my house either. I had to go over to my friend, friend Alex's house and drink Kool-Aid. Yeah, we were parents that could not drink Kool-Aid. My mom was not from America, so she did not get that black stereotype, which is very upsetting. So, <laughs> what what does gay drink? Iced tea. We What's drank a- Capri Sun because it was white, and if you spill on the carpet, you could get it up. Oh, that makes sense. What's a yeah. what's the Caribbean drink? Like, what's a non-alcoholic Caribbean drink? I don't know. Ju- juicy. I don't even know what that is. It's like a um, bottled. <sighs> How do I explain it? It's, it came in like glass bottles when I was down there, but it's very popular. Is it good? It's it's very good. I, I if I could get some sent to me, I would today to this day. Because your father's I, from the south. He's from Texas, right? My dad's from Texas, but he grew up in Reno. Okay, but that's and my mom like, is from the islands. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, like I had, I think I had sweet tea at your house once during a fight. Because yeah, we're, we're big on my mom's big on sweet tea. Yeah, I love sweet tea. Oh my god! But she doesn't make it. She'll go get it from like Popeyes. Okay, Popeyes makes yeah. good sweet tea. Fun they do. Tea. They do make good sweet tea. Dude, Popeyes is the best. I love Popeyes. I'm going to Popeyes. Popeyes. Popeyes is very good. If I if I if we could get one sponsor, it'd be Popeyes and Oreos. Oh my god, I'm gonna start sending out emails to both of those companies. Popeyes and that's really all I need is Popeyes and Oreos, man. That's Oreos, yeah. It's healthy yeah. living. Yeah, it's yeah, it's juicy. And it looks like it's just in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, which is pretty pop, which is pretty interesting. I did I'm not know check that. that out. Very good. There you go. Very good. You can't if say you're in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Go get you some juicy and bring some back. Yeah, please. I highly recommend the cream soda. That was a weird little segue. Yeah, I know. Just <laughs> <laughs> talking about Caribbean soft drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hate to do it again, but we need to talk a little bit about esports because, God, every week there's another story about esports. Kill me. <laughs> I, I don't hate it that much. I'm being a jerk. Uh, yeah, you are being a jerk. I'm a You're jerk. A jerk. That's what I do. A bit of news um, was that the former Tonight Show studio in Burbank, California, has now become an esports arena. It is going to be called the Blizzard Arena, uh, and they're already selling tickets. They're only 15 bucks, which is pretty good. Right? Is that good or bad? I honestly don't know. That's that's really cheap for a sporting event. <laughs> um, what? Like they're selling tickets for Overwatch stuff? Uh, selling tickets for Overwatch. It's part of the Hearthstone Championship Tour from the summer, which is uh, actually the championship is going to be on October 13th in that venue. So, I mean, that's soon. It's a little over a month from now. Wow! Good for LA. Got, got themselves a venue. They're getting in this esports early good for them dude i'm telling you so i used to live right next to riot games and they have their own like outdoor esports arena or whatever it was you could hear it from like blocks away 
Shut up. Yeah, I'm not joking. Like so that many so that many people are all about that life, are all about the esports life. Because I you tell you telling me the story, and like the story was released, and I'm kind of like, all right, I don't care. But <laughs> obviously, some people do care. So who are these people though? Who are they? Have you ever met anyone who's an esports fan? Have you ever been walking down the street and seen somebody in an esports uniform? No, but I don't live in Southern California, so. But you live in the tech. You live in Silicon Valley. There must be people up there. I mean, I don't live in the city. I live in Richmond. So there's probably people in the city somewhere. Um, I mean, I watch it if I'm bored and I need something to watch and there's nothing on television. But I just don't – they're getting venues and stuff. Not just venues. This is what Johnny Carson – Johnny Carson hosted The Tonight Show here in this studio for 30 years and now it's an esports arena. I mean, good for esports. Sure, I guess it's just so bizarre, you know. It is really bizarre to me, but it's starting to explode, and I'm kind of like, why? What do you need to make an esports studio number one? Why do you need such a? Oh, I guess that's yeah. Cause, like, yeah, that's a good idea. Cause I could say, oh, well, why are you going to go see an esports? Why are you going to go see an esports event? Well, Johnny Carson filmed there, so I'm going to go see History too. I, so, there are three people. There are three people, maybe in esports, who have any idea who Johnny Carson is. Well, they know now because they listen to our podcast. That's right. So. We are the authority on esports and on old Johnny Carson news. Look, I'm trying not to be super negative. Well, I don't even have to be. It's nothing even to be negative about. I don't even have an opinion about this. I'm, I'm trying to like, even care. Is what yeah, I'm saying. It's like I care enough to bring it up on the podcast, but mostly just to talk about how little I care about it. Yeah, we talk about esports a lot, and we're going to see more of these venues, but... So, what... Are we going to see, like, Alcatraz be turned into, like, an esports venue? Are we going to see... Like we'll be in the, with, <laughs> the torch of the Statue of Liberty. All of our monuments become esports venues. Is that what's going to happen now, gamers? I don't like the way that America is going. We're tearing I don't, I, down monuments, and we're turning everything into an esports arena. You see, yeah, that's what's happening. Apparently that's what's happening. Yeah. It's the end of the world, all, man. All of these old radio broadcast booths that have been defunct for years are going to turn to broadcast esports video or whatever you call them, esports venues. Casey Kasem's old uh, studio, Sun Studios yeah. in Nashville, will now be in that esports arena. I don't know. We Abby sound like Road. right now because we have no I – just, I don't care about this. Yeah, but I kind of just brought I it up. I guess it's better than taxpayer money being paid to build, like, stadiums. Now, so. that's a good point. That's a fantastic point. I never even thought about that. Good point. Whatever. If they want to buy these things and do whatever they want with it, go nuts. The place the place sits 450 people. Any more than that, watching a whole bunch of guys sit around playing video games is a travesty, and the world should not Oh, 450 it. people? That's perfect. That's I a, feel like that's perfect. Me too. I don't think you should yeah. ever have more than that. You're watching no, you, people play video games. Yeah. You don't need stadiums. No, that's perfect. That was my big thing with it. And I hope this kind of like pulls away from them doing stadiums, like when they announced the the Overwatch League. I don't yeah. want to watch the Overwatch League in the Coliseum at USC. That's a joke to me. But if you want to put it in a little like 450-seat auditorium, go for it. Yeah, unless it's like a $10 billion, you know, winner's purse. Then I want to see it in a big stadium, but until then, I don't want to see it in a big stadium. I'm that's, sorry. That's the threshold. But yeah. Plus, 10 million. Oh, it has to be 10, million, 10 billion or bust. 
10 billion or bus. Exactly. It has to be the GDP of most Northern (laughs) European countries. Otherwise, I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it. Or it doesn't deserve to be in a big stadium. That's all I'm saying. That's a pretty reasonable... It's a pretty reasonable, uh, you know, request. I'm I'm a pretty reasonable person, so it's true. You're very level-headed. I am, I am. But you know, I like to see it more so than, like you said, the big stadiums pay for it. So good for them. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, cool, man. At least they're using that old studio. Yeah, better than nothing, right? Yeah, it was just sitting there with a ghost of Johnny Carson haunting him. Oh, that's scary. I don't like ghosts. <laughs> Not even Johnny Carson. He's so charming. Nope, nope I don't like any ghosts. <laughs> Not a fan of ghosts. All right, well, <laughs> I think we've reached a point of diminishing return here. Thank you very much for everyone who has stuck with us uh, through the Namek vs. Sane days and is looking forward to now the Donkey Kong artist days of this podcast. It has been very fun for me to do this with you, Edmund, and with all mm-hmm. our fans out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, find us. We're going to slowly be morphing everything over to Donkey Kong artists. Getting none of a new the logo links, soon. Yeah, none of the links should change, I don't think. No, no. I think we might get a new email. But other than that, everything should be fine. So just keep supporting, keep checking us out, share, like, comment, subscribe. Yes. That sounded good. That sounded good. So do all that fun stuff. Uh, Destiny 2, continue to play that. I have so many video games that I'm playing right now. So If you just... haven't already, you can reach out to us and we will tell you our gamer tags if you want to play games with us. I won't play with you, but you can ask for my gamer tag and I'll give it to you. So Eddie won't so. play with you, but I will play with you and you can pretend that I'm Eddie. Yep. <laughs> That's Sounds all. like a plan. <laughs> you have nothing else to add to that? Yep. I like it. Yeah, no, good. I'm all right with that. I concur. Oh, my gosh. All right, well, thank you very much, everybody. Find us online on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all those other places where people find things on the Internet. Thank you very much for listening. We love you. Love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Video game. I like your video game. Talking about video game.